So, <laughs> uh, welcome to episode three of the podcast. Thanks we've very had, much. Uh, we've had Pete on, we've had Billy on. Um, it only gets better every week, eh? It does. So why don't you tell us who you are and what your part is in our church? My name is David Stevenson, otherwise known as Dave. Or Dave Disco the Dave. Dave the Rave. <laughs> okay. And what's your part to play in Hope Community Church Balanark? My part of Hope Community Church Balanark is a member. What's a member? A member. <laughs> where I joined the church. Okay, cool. So before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, I have one question for you first of all. Only one. That's great. <laughs> we'll be over shortly, <laughs> folks. Are we cool enough to call it a pod yet? Uh, a I've pod? Been, yeah, rather than a podcast. I've been contemplating that all day. Well, the, as I say, there's three peas in a pod, <laughs> and there's three peas here. Good reason to call it a pod, then. There we go. Happy days. Okay, so, take us back, then. What was uh, what was life like as young Dave? Rewind, rewind, okay. Young Dave, small. <laughs> quiet, very quiet. Uh, I don't believe that. Was always shy. No. That's the wee Dave. Okay. From yesteryears. Okay. So where did you grow up? I grew up in a place called Ockenairn. Ockenairn, yeah. And most people, when I say Ockenairn, they go, "Where is that?" It is in Glasgow. It's in Glasgow? Okay. It is in the north of Glasgow. Most people would know it sitting beside a wee place called Bishop Briggs. I know Bishop Briggs, yep. Okay, I'm with you. It sounds like a place that should be definitely out with Glasgow. It is just on the border of Glasgow. Okay, nice. So you grew up there? Um, what's your family like, brothers, sisters, mum and dad? Mum and dad, obviously, or I wouldn't be here today. Yep. State the obvious. I have a older sister. Okay. Who is four years older than me. So that probably makes her about 90. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've got an older sister? No, yep. no younger? Brothers, sisters, no. No, just, just the two, two of us. Two of you, the mum and dad. Okay. Um, Christian household. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When when I came on the scene, I was a Christian household. Okay. Prior to me, my arrival in this world, my mum and dad weren't Christians. They became Christians in later life. Okay. Okay, so why don't you talk us through kind of just the start of your life, what you were like in school, um, early teenage years, 
what's going on there. Well, I was born on the 10th of March at, dear knows what time in the morning. <laughs> you were born though, that's you, always you important. Did ask, so. <laughs> A step by step of everything, so what was your first word? Don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> As a wee, a wee laddie, I was just a wee quiet laddie, but I wouldn't melt in my mouth. Okay. Had friends in the street that we had fun playing in the streets when yeah. when you could. Yeah. Completely different then. days. Completely different days. You've not got internet, games, no. whatever. It's a uh, go fend for yourself in the streets. I was just a case of after dinner times, mum would say, right, you've had your tea, out you get. And don't come back to the, don't to the street lights are on. Don't come back till we shout you back in <laughs> for bedtime. Okay. Um, so what age are you when you, when you're going to church? Did that start at a really young age? That or? started when I was a baby. So straight away? Yep. Okay. So what was a, what was a, a Sunday like then in the Stevenson household? Sunday for the Stevensons was up, have breakfast as usual. We would be out the door for probably after half ten for a 11 o'clock start morning service, okay. making a bread service. Yeah. With me being young at the time, we were put in a, a creche yep. where all the children from the, the church went into a room out the road yep. and just played with toys. The dream? The dream. <laughs> so what's your earliest memory of, of church then? The earliest memory would probably be going into church, walking through the main the main hall where mm-hmm. everyone gathered. Yeah. Up through a wee side stair up to a room for a high higher up in the building yeah. where we would stay for an hour playing with toys, colouring in. Nearer the time for the grown-ups to take communion, mm-hmm. break bread and drink the wine, yeah. that's when the sort of mainly the women of the, the church that looked after the children. The one of them would go downstairs to the kitchen and bring up like dial diluting juice in a biscuit. Okay. Which was the highlight of crash. <laughs> Getting a biscuit and watered down diluted orange juice. Okay. Okay. So what kind of church was it? It was a gospel hall, okay. which is the Bretherton Church. 
and fall. So after crash, after the service was over, we would go back downstairs, meet up with our families or mm -hmm. while all the adults had their wee chin wags with each other. <laughs> Most of us kids, that was our freedom to go outside the church yeah. and just play about the street round about the church. Waiting for mum and dad to come out and yeah. go home. Yeah. Okay. So what, how did you feel about church? Did you enjoy going in those early days or were you forced to go? Normally I would say I was forced to go, but way back then you just went because mum and dad went. Yeah. You'd, in those days you respected your, your parents. That doesn't happen now, does it? No. <laughs> so, uh, Sunday is church. We go to church. You don't get to see your friends. Sunday is for church in God and Jesus. Okay. Okay, so you're going to church. It's kind of expected anyway, and it's just normal to go to church back in the day. Um, don't get to really see your friends out that's out with the church, but you go anyway. Um, you mentioned that certainly in your younger, really young days, it was going into crash and just basically having fun and getting biscuits and watered down orange juice. When did Jesus start to come into this for you? Obviously, at Sunday school, obviously breaking a Sunday down completely. Crash in the morning, we would go home after an hour or so, have lunch, yeah. then we would, we would be back in the church for the wee Sunday school, as we used to call it. <laughs> Again, we met up in the same room where the crash used to happen. Yeah. For Sunday, the wee Sunday school, for primary age kids, you went up to the wee Sunday school, seats were all in a row, you got, a, you sang a couple of children's choruses. Okay. Do you want to sing one for us just now? I may never <laughs> match with the infantry, <laughs> shoot the artillery. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's good, Dave. So, so you had sang some kids' choruses. Yeah. Then you heard a story about Jesus from the Bible. Mm -hmm. These stories were mainly your general Bible stories that most people who attended a Sunday school at some stage of their child life would have heard yeah. like Zacchaeus, Jonah and the whale, Adam and Eve, just to name a few. So you're kind of well-known stories that... Yeah. So it wasn't really... 
teachings as such? No. Because you, you probably know them anyway. It was just stories to keep you um, sort of entertained. And that's why they use the exciting stories, like Jonah and the Whale, yeah. for instance. Then okay. after, while the wee Sunday school was going on upstairs, the big Sunday school took place downstairs okay. for, for like secondary school age teenagers, they would get taught near enough the same stories but maybe a wee bit more information yeah. given to them. Then after the Sunday schools finished, we went home and the Bible class came in after okay. the Sunday school. So Sunday afternoon was taken up with the Sunday school in the Bible class. We would go home for dinner, then we would be back out the door, the back of six, for the prayer meeting in the gospel okay. meeting at seven o'clock. Really full on then, yeah. whole day. Whole day. And did you ever, did you ever feel as if you would rather be out playing with your pals in the street or? Or were you quite happy to go? At that time, I would say I was happy to go. Okay. So when you're in the, the small um, Sunday school and the older ones are, are in the kind of uh, bigger Sunday school, yep. are you are you wanting to be in the bigger one? Do you feel as if you would rather be learning more or are you quite happy with, with what's going on? I guess it some stage in my life I wanted to be in the big Sunday school because yep. back then for myself anyhow I felt I was starting to be a big boy yep. and I wanted to move on but there was a process that that was sort of in place that we Sunday school was primary age yeah big Sunday school, sorry, like primary seven. It's similar to what we have in, in Hope. Yeah. We have the creche for the younger ones and then the, the school age go into um, the Sunday school, if you like. And, yeah, and uh, it's a similar setup. Yeah. And that's a good stepping stone, like a, a good journey for going for small um, Sunday school to the bigger one to then all, you know, into the sermon eventually yeah. with, the, with the adults. Okay, I'm assuming your sister's also gone along with you. Um, yep. How did you feel about her moving in? Because I'm assuming she would have moved into the older ones before you. Did that? I. Did that annoy you? I, it did. Yeah. Because way back then, and even now, me and my sister are sort of joined to the hip kind okay. of thing. Yeah. We we have a a strong close bond with each other. That's good. That's really good. Because not a lot of siblings have that. So no. Yeah, you're definitely blessed with that. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so you're, you've been at Sunday School. Um, quite happy to be there. Um, wanting to learn more about God and about Jesus. Um, so you want to get into the bigger ones. Now, you mentioned you were quite shy uh, and stuff. So what were you like at school? Were you 
did you have Christian friends at school or or was no. that completely separate? No, that was separate. Right, probably most of my school life, I was quiet, mm-hmm. shy. If anybody said boo, I would jump that mile. Yeah. Sort okay. of thing. So what were you into when we young? You went uh, when you were younger. Any sports? Any music? No, wasn't really any much apart from my farm toys okay. and my well back then before the farm toys came on the scene, I was more into my action man and soldiers. As all little boys do so at one point. I was like my my army jeep okay. with a wee trailer, the artillery trailer that attached and just sitting the action man in the jeep or the tank. So now we know what to get you for your birthday in March. Yep. So anybody that wants to buy Dave some action men and a jeep uh-huh. then that's, that's what to get him. Okay, so you're quite quiet in school, however yep. you're your Christian life is kind of separate from, from school. You don't really have any Christian friends at school. Um, what about in, in high school? So you're obviously a wee bit older. You're maybe in the, the, the older um, Sunday well, school. Well, again, growing up in primary school, with the Sunday school, majority of the people that came to the Sunday school were from the local area, okay. from Auchinairn. So, majority of the kids that came were in my class or at the primary school I went to. Yeah. So, back then, I was Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, <laughs> but I wouldn't have melt in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I go to church on a Sunday, so, I know more about Jesus and God than what you do, because uh, I come out to a, a gospel meeting at night. And does that make you feel better? As if you were higher up than everyone else? Do you think? Uh, my attitude did seem to be like that. Mm-hmm. That my mum and dad are Christians, we go to church. So I'm better than the than yous, but it came at a cost that because I was Mr. Goody Two Shoes, that was the start of me getting bullied at school. Okay. Okay. Still had friends at at school, but there were the wee nucleus on the sidelines. Yeah. And you were the target type thing. Yep. So were you bullied because you were quiet or do you think you were bullied because you were a Christian? Because I was quiet and went to church. A bit of both. Okay. Yeah. And did part of that bullying were you slagged for for going to church? Were you I'm a, the words are usually yeah. Bible bashing and whatever else. Aye. Yeah. 
round the streets if I was out and about if anybody seen me oh there's a bible basher yeah the, there's Davy that goes to church on a Sunday so it did get to me yeah of course with, it was without a doubt okay and how did you feel about that did you did you embrace God more or did you start to push God away because of it trying to kind of almost separate yourself from it in front of everyone else because I probably happened more so when I was on my own mm-hmm. when I didn't have my friends with me yeah I was in some way reaching out to God okay why are these guys taking the mickey out of me yeah when I knew some of them were coming along to Sunday school themselves but probably unlike you they were probably not wanting to be there yeah whereas you you wanted to be there you wanted to get to know Jesus you wanted to have a relationship with him whereas these guys it's probably Probably similar to, to yourself though, like just going to church because it's the normal thing to do and mum and dad go, but you embraced it and they and they didn't. Yeah. Okay. So you felt, did you feel a bit of anger towards God for allowing it to happen? Probably at one point, mm-hmm. yes. You just, want them to just step in and, and just, stop Just it. asking God. Why are you allowing them to yeah. say, treat me like this? And that's a big question that everyone still asks to this day. I mean, how often do we as Christians get asked, why does God allow X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And you couldn't answer it back then, and yeah. you couldn't answer it today. Um, yeah, it's one of the big questions that we don't have the answer god does other than that we're all sinners yeah <laughs> that's the only explanation we, we we have um but yeah so you're you're at school uh primary school and, and, and bullying has kind of started does that follow you into, into high school then it does a uh, rather than it being people my own age yeah. or young younger sort of friends younger brothers yeah. getting in that yeah. when it came to high school it was more the ones a year above me okay that started bullying me especially i mean it's hard enough going to high school anyway and being the the youngest the new one um, never mind getting getting bullied and certainly older kids want to show off and they obviously see you as a target yeah did they did they know you were a christian or was it just general bullying to start with no uh, everybody knew i was a everyone knew okay. yeah okay. uh, primary seven around about when i was about 10 or 11 that's when i put my trust in jesus okay and 
on the Sunday night when I asked Jesus to come into my life and the guy that was even speaking at the gospel meeting and just mentioning when you get saved don't keep it to yourself let people know and that's what we're all called to do yeah but that must have been difficult christian it was difficult but the monday morning when i went to get my pal for his house just down the road for the school i was going through my mind do i tell him do i keep it quiet knowing i would get jokes me fired at me so until i came out the house it was i'll tell him no i'm no i'll tell him no no then when he came out and he just asked what i got up to the weekend yeah i just said to him i got saved last night and he must have been like (laughs) what obviously at that point are you all right are you mental he says that's very good you got saved did you fall in the canal <laughs> well, no ask Jesus to come into my life oh very good then I, that that was it that was it that must have been I mean that would have taken courage yeah especially to ask Jesus to come into your life in such a a time when you're when you're getting bullied I mean you've you've called out to God and he's, he's not taking the bullies away from you yet you still trusted enough to allow Jesus to, to save you. That's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And <laughs> what's even more courageous is you then spoke about it afterwards, knowing that you're still getting bullied. And yeah, take my take my hat off to you. Well, I won't because Pro- it's cold. But Pro- um, Probably if you asked me that question, question today would you have still told somebody your closest friend or that you got saved I probably would say yes I would why I don't know (laughs) I just guess at that moment in time I let Jesus come into my life in a way back then, I always thought I was a wee bit weird hearing Jesus speak to you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if I say this too much, people think I'm a wee bit cuckoo. A wee bit loopy. Get, get him locked up. <laughs> and you know, it, it's amazing because God wouldn't shy away in, in telling people that he saved you. He wouldn't shy away in telling people that he loved you. So... Why should we shy away from it? And yeah, as I said, that off to you. Uh, and I guess since I, after I, I mentioned that, the bullying did continue, but it wasn't as frequent. Okay. I just felt the sort of bullying was God protected me 
Yeah, I was getting named called and that now and again getting hurt but I didn't rise to to the bait kind of thing, didn't mm-hmm. retaliate. I just knew God was with me, even although he wasn't there in human for physical yeah. form, putting his arms around me to protect me with the blows or the verbal yeah. blows. So yeah. Okay. So you're you're in high school then. Um you've you've been saved, which is amazing. Um but you're still getting bullied. Yeah. So what did the rest of your school years look like? Did um did it go away? Did you or did you just accept that that was what it was like for, for the rest of the time at school? After the first year, my closest pal, he moved away. He left okay. the high school, moved away. His dad got a job up up in Perth. So after he left, I never really had anybody else. Just another blow for so you. The first probably couple of weeks of him leaving, I was doing my best to find new friends. Yeah. I was trying to get in with some of the, the in crowd. Yeah. But I did get pally with another friend that came from a different school that we be- we had a, a bond then probably not long after that my friend kinda my new friend kinda didn't want to be seen to be near me. Okay. A, I reckon it was probably in second year. We don't know how it happened, but one morning getting ready to go to school, next minute I'm waking up in the house. My dad was fussing all over me, are you alright? My sister was awfully running about the place trying to get ready, seeing my dad was alright. At that point, I said, I'm okay. I was told to sit in the, my dad's chair in the living room, still oblivious as to what was going on. Okay. I had got up, ready for school. Next minute, I'm getting told, are you all right? Just sit there. An ambulance is coming. Well, wow. right. What's happened here? So, ambulance came, got took away to hospital. Asked me all the usual questions. Do you know where you are? Do you know what happened? Says, no, I don't know what's happened. Then, the told me 
Yadad found you up in your room. You heard a thud. Yeah. You came up to your room. He seen you lying, shaking away. Your, you were biting your tongue. Your tongue went blue, and he was frightened for you. Was in the sort of recovery ward, and when they asked me, "Do you know when you are?" I was at Stockpile Hospital at this time. And I could look out the window and I just seen the clock tower okay. at Stockpile Hospital. And the first thing I said to them was, I'm at Thomas Muir High School. Right. And they said again, do you know where you are? I looked at the, the clock tower I knew where it was, but I couldn't get out Stockpile Hospital. Yeah. I just said, in a bit of frustration, I'm at my school, I'm at Thomas Muir High School. So why are you not believing me? Yeah. Then obviously at that point I must have crashed out again. Okay. But when I was in the back of the ambulance, I remember getting taken down the path in one of the wee chairs that they have, lying on the trolley in the back of the ambulance, obviously dozed off. At that point, woke up and I could see the sign for the Indian just around the corner from us. Okay. And I could see the name Gullistan, nothing registered. So after a couple of hours getting checked over at Stop Hill, they couldn't explain what had happened. They referred me to the Southern General Hospital to get checked out at the neurology department okay. yeah. which probably a couple of months later turned out I had epilepsy. Uh -huh. Okay. And you said you're in second year at this time, so what age yeah. are you? Twelve, something like that. Aye, I'm about twelve ish yeah. And that must have been quite scary for you. No really. No. Because I never felt anything. Whenever I took a seizure, I would just come out here and I would just be, why am I not going to school today? Yeah. Hey, obviously, we, it was a grand mal seizure. I would take the proper fitting, yeah. biting your tongue, turning blue. Okay. And did that form part of the bullying? It didn't form any, any bullying. We, we were asked by the guidance teacher, do you want to let your class mates know yeah. 
he suffered the seizures and I just thought yeah tell them just in case it happens in the yeah so they know what to do and whatever in the playground yeah and obviously once they were told that was it no no friends obviously the right. the whole explanation what could happen to me must have scared them and they also just okay when they touched me with a barge pole so at that point I became Billy no mates in a sense kids can be really cruel man really cruel for the rest of my high school years I would just wander about the playground myself or find a quiet space in the school yeah. just to have my tea break sorry tea break time just standing there watching the world go by okay no I, that sounds tough sounds tough but you go you go out the other end go yeah. out the other end okay so how does let's talk a little bit about epilepsy then how does that affect the rest of your life is that with you today still it's not with me i would say i had it for four years so pretty much high school then yeah okay i was on medication after the big first seizure I just took probably maybe two or three small seizures after that. Okay. They all happened first thing in the morning, which was a blessing. Yeah. That I was still in the house. I felt guilty after I heard that it was always my dad that would find me okay. at that point my mum was a early morning cleaner so she even felt guilty that yeah. she was never around my dad had to pick pick these things up himself okay it didn't stop me doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Back so then, uh, I enjoyed cycling at nights. Okay. Well, that's good. At least it. Which it didn't I was told shouldn't you really be doing that <laughs> in case you do. But I was in the mindset. It's happened first thing in the morning, so, so I, I should, I should be okay. But knowing I had Jesus in my life I knew somehow he would protect me good okay no that's at least it didn't I say it didn't impact your life too much but at least it didn't take over your life which is good so you go through high school then um you completely trusting in Jesus for the sound of it which is amazing um, so you're through high school. What happens next? 
Do you go to college? Do you, or you just go straight into work? What kind of happened there? After high school, I went into way back then, what was called the youth training schemes, okay. the YTS, which a way back then would be like today's apprenticeship schemes. Okay, yeah. I, I was first 16 to 17 years old. So I always enjoyed the outdoors every Saturday for most of my life. My dad's friend was a farmer okay. and every Saturday he would go out to the farm to give his pal a hand and I always tagged along with him because I liked the outdoors and tractors. That's pretty cool. You're on a farm, that would be, so, be cool. So when I left school, I really wanted to be a long distance lorry driver. Right. But my science teacher was asking us what you want to be when you grow up. And when I said that, he said, well, you need a physics and chemistry. I was garbage at school, hated it. <laughs> okay. so, uh, I was much uh, a daydreamer at school. So he says, there's no chance you'll be a long distance lorry driver. Dreams and ambitions just gone in a second, but, just but, like that. Which I felt like saying, well, that's what you're saying, but I'll try and prove I can do it. Okay. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that physics teacher's watching now, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> I think he could be six foot under. <laughs> so, still liked the outdoors. I did a, try to apply for agricultural college. Okay. I wanted to work on farms, like my dad did for a short time. Yeah. Applied for a college course through in Broxburn. Got a interview. Everything was going good. Till I mentioned I had epilepsy. Right. That put the kibosh on that. Only been the had the year before I got the interview. They had a student. He didn't disclose they had epilepsy. He was out working in the field in a tractor, took a fit, and that really shook up the college yeah. protocol. They didn't know why to take any more risks, yeah. obviously. So at that point, I was free, epilepsy free at that stage, but they didn't want to take the, the risk. Okay, okay. Which did set me back a bit. Yeah. So it was a case of what next? Want to work on a golf course? So with this, with this training scheme, my first sort of training was at Mountain Campsy Golf Course. Okay. Right at the bottom of the campsies enjoyed it. It was during the summer, it was a warm summer at that point. 
way back in 89. Right up in the hills, getting a suntan at the same time as training. That only lasted five weeks. Right. Because I was just doing the, the same mundane jobs day in, day out, switching the greens, emptying the litter bins. I wanted to drive the wee ride on tractor to <laughs> cut the greens or the fairways. So this is your way to try to get back into agriculture? Yeah. You? Okay. So, so you're taking another knock then because you've, you know, you've tried to get into that and this barrier's been put in your way. You've then yeah. kind of been at the golf club but it's not really working out. Where's your relationship with, with Jesus during, during this time? Probably just floating in the air. Okay. Do you feel let down by him because you've not, I suppose, got what you wanted? Sometimes yes, other times no, because I made it my choice to to give the placements up. Okay. Just a way back then I wanted to be near enough up the top of the, the ladder. Yeah. Rather than starting at the bottom, working your way up. So if I seen I wasn't climbing the ladder, I just threw the towel in and went, I'm out of here. See and you later. And do you think that stems on from when you were younger, when you maybe thought you were better than the, the other kids? Do you think that that's has a Pro- correlation to probably to that and a does. bit of pride and think yeah. you're better than than what you're actually doing. Look, looking back on things, I would say yes. And that's sin, I've, isn't I've, it? I've no dis- dispute it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that is absolutely sin, and that's the devastation of it. It's right there in front of you, and you don't recognise it yeah. at the time. Okay, so your relationship with Jesus isn't quite what it was. Um, I'm assuming you're still going to church, though. Aye. Still going to church? Still going to church. Okay, that's good. At least something. But Um, but you've not asked the the right question, but I'll put it in your mouth. Okay. And the question was, somebody help me. I shouldn't have wa- I shouldn't have waffled on. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, nothing to do with that. It's about my walkway. The question I was waiting for is what do you think makes you a Christian? Okay. In in my teenage years, being saved, that's it, that's me a Christian, that's all I need to do, just put my trust in Jesus, get Jesus in my life, bingo, I can take the foot off the accelerator, I don't need to do anything else. And that's, (laughs) getting saved is just the beginning. Yeah. Just the beginning. So that's obviously why your relationship with Jesus kind of fell away a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're still going to church. 
Jesus is somewhere and amongst that. You are kind of going back and forth between between different jobs and so on and so forth. When do you start to feel settled or when do you find your 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 point in life where you you start to trust in, again in Jesus and you actually find a job that's worth sticking? That wasn't till I got kicked out the first training scheme. Yeah, I went after the golf greenkeeping job. I decided don't like outdoor life. I want to be inside now. <laughs> you certainly I, wouldn't want to be in here because it's freezing. I'd rather be outside. Went into a... There's not a greengrocer shop. A garden shop. Okay. <laughs> Worked there. I was good. Still training. Then one day I needed to go to the dentist. The guy in charge of the shop, him and his wife were away on holiday. It was the guy's father that came in to manage the shop. Yeah. I told him, oh, by the way, I've got the dentist in an hour. So-and-so said I could go. No, I'm not letting you go. Went, I am, I'm gone. Okay. So challenging them. You're not my boss, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which ended up I had to back down and phone the dentist. Sorry, I can't come. Okay. Okay. Then so. then they were sorta of asking me what I I wanted to do prior to working with them in the garden shop. Yeah. Said well, I wanted to work in farms applied for a agricultural college. The boss's wife obviously picked me up very wrong what I was saying to her. She told her husband the Friday they gave me a lift home back to Ockenham. Just before I got out of the van, the guy said, you have to go back to the training agency on Monday. Right, they must just be going to give me, tell me how I'm doing. Went down, got told, so-and-so doesn't want you back because he said you you always want to go to agricultural college. Yeah, I said that, but I also told them there was no chance of that happening. Yeah. Right, what do you want to do now? Right, I want to go back out, work outside again. This time, wrong, wrong season, eh? Asked to go out working outdoors. Landscape gardener. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Cutting the grass for places. Make maybe fancy rockery gardens like Charlie Dimmock and that. <laughs> that wasn't a happen because it was coming into winter yeah. all the summer grass cutting had gone autumn had came raking up all the leaves digging the flower beds for for the winter then stuck at the the yard 
most days where the boss's house was right next door. Yeah. So they had big ventures, they turning old outbuildings into a garden centre. Mm-hmm. So we had to lay slabs, th- three by two foot slabs. The guy I worked with, who was the boss's brother, helped me. Then he went in into the house to talk to his brother, cup of tea, and right, I'm stuck out of here in the cold. You're in a nice cosy house, getting a cuppa, (laughs) you're not on. I downed tools, got the paper out, started reading the paper, chap at the kitchen window to get back to work. Okay, paper away, another couple of slabs, nah. This time I was starting to get angry. Yeah. You're meant to be helping me. Down tools again. Then it ended up. The boss came out and says, get the paper away. I'm not paying you to read papers all day. Get son, your brother out to help me. Can I do this myself? No. Get back on it. Laid another slab, went, not happy with this. Chapped on the guy's door, I quit. You've had more jobs in the days than so I've had whole dinners. Again, I always felt if I get in there first, then they can't kind of turn around and go, you have not been pulling your yeah, weight. Yeah. I'm sacking you. So before that point came, I was always getting in quick by saying, nah, chase yourself. No working. Okay. Which at that point, come into the house, let's have a wee chat. Right, you're doing a good job. Aye, aye, you're just saying that to keep me. No, 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 mean it. No. Okay, so what happened after that then? After that, I got ditched by the training agency <laughs> and I ended up I wanted to be a printer okay so I did a three two years training to be a printer and another training scheme and that's what you're doing now isn't it yeah okay you've stuck you've stuck that out then because I enjoyed the whole aspects of how printing works yeah in how you get sorry in how you get printed well books in printed form okay which interested me greatly nice i was 18 at that point and the training scheme only dealt with up to 18 years old at that point the place made got us to go to the printing college in Glasgow yep. for day release. I liked it mu- that much that after my time was up, I wanted to go to college and study printing. So you've been in the printing game for quite a number of years then, eh? Well over, probably roughly 28 years. Wow. Four, 
first year was day release, then three years full time from SNC level, HNC level, and coming out with a, a, a diploma, HND. You've, you've been printing longer than I've been born. <laughs> yeah. Does that make you feel old? It does. <laughs> well, you are the oldest person we've had on the podcast so far. Yeah. So you've at least broke that record, so that's, that's good. Good. Okay, so... So, so after college, uh, I liked it. I was on on the dole for nine months Yeah. before I got a job working in the college where I studied. Okay. So you're printing. Um, where does... Where does Bernie come into this? Bernie came into my life. We're in 1920. 1920. 1920. Yes, I am really that old. <laughs> no. 20. 2008. So again, you've managed to get everything pinpoint accurate until we've got to talk about your wife. Same yeah. with everybody that's been on so far. Well, Pete and, and Dilly were the exact same. Well, I was having all the dates rehearsed. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned you're the oldest person <laughs> so far, that's it. You've thrown me. <laughs> okay, so 2008 you said? Yeah. 2008. Okay, so it's been, it's been a while as well then. 25th of June. Oh, there you go. That's 2008 old. to be exact. Well, there you go. Bernie came into my life. And how did you meet her? Met her through a friend. And... <laughs> name, name that tune. What is it? Yeah! <laughs> the man in the house has got it right. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's a nice <laughs> Blind date. Well, I, I know what blind date is, Aye, so I met Bernie in a blind date. Cool. Courtesy of a good friend from yeah. Perth. And you've never looked back? Never looked back in anger. <laughs> okay, so you then went on to have a family. Yes. Um, Two lovely wee boys, Two boys, John and Mark. Hello, John and Mark. <laughs> Assuming they're watching. Um, where's, where's your relationship with Jesus during all this? I was growing. My old church, the older men in assembly kept encouraging me to read the scriptures, God's word. And yeah. to even try read the scriptures in the morning service. Okay. I didn't feel confident enough to do it. Yeah. I always looked up to other godly men in the church who knew far more about the Bible than I do. Yeah. And I always chickened out of that. Okay. So at least you're growing with Jesus. You, I'm assuming now know that just being saved and turning up on a Sunday isn't isn't what it's meant to be. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. You still you, you 
you, you end up in a mess if that's the case. So it's growing, you're with uh, Bernie. When or how did you find our wee church? Found Hope Community Church Barlanark on the the back of Bernie. Okay. It was Bernie that initially got to know Cara and Lindsay right. from the toddler groups up at Platform, up at yep. Easter House. Wednesday was uh, I'm just going to say the toddler group. <laughs> play cafe? Aye, play cafe. Okay. And she got to know Karen Lindsay through that. Yeah. Bernie would usually tell me most Wednesdays when I came in for work, oh, met these two girls, their husbands are pastors in a church planting nearby. Okay. Which, okay, that's, that could be promising. So you were living in Cranhill at the time, where you are currently? Gatharmlock. Gatharmlock. We are Gatharmlock. So the odd Wednesday that I could get a holiday for work, I would go to the play cafe with Bernie. Yep. And at that point, John initially. At different stages, I can't remember Cara and Lindsay as much. Yeah. I do remember different occasions meeting the two peeps. Everyone remembers that. They don't allow you to forget it. First one I think was Pete Bell, which he was always cheery. Hello, how you doing? Then when I met Pete Pete Stewart, it was alright. <laughs> 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 How's it going? <laughs> then he would mutter, go away to a, a seat far away from us <laughs> to munch in the, the pizza, cheesy pizza slices he got. Nice one. Not much of the wrong way Okay, so... Tried to do a good impression there. <laughs> no, it was spot on. It was spot on. So, yeah, so you started to meet uh, the two peats. Yep. Uh, and Karen Lindsay. Um, so then you decided to start coming along? Well, at that point, when we got married, 2010, 2nd of July. Well done. Bernie came to my church. Yeah. We stayed there for a couple of months. Bernie found my church was a wee bit too tight and strict. She was missing her pals at her own church. Okay. So at that point, when we got married, we stayed in the south side, just at Paul Medi, yep. top end of Govan Hill, travelling to Springburn every Sunday. <laughs> we went, right, you're missing your pals. 
Flydevinogi your old church a try. Yeah. So we left Springburn and went to Victoria Evangelical Church, right in the very hub of the United Nations of Glasgow. Okay. Yeah. Just being you've got you know, every nationality <laughs> under the sun yeah. in Govan Hill. So we started going there and that's where I kind of started to get more involved at getting Jesus back in my life. Yeah, I had a couple of other young, young guys around about my, the same age that I could relate to yeah. instead of having an older man saying, read the scripture, study the word, but you're not showing me. Yeah. So at Bernie's Old Church, we eventually started doing Bible studies, which I enjoyed. We covered okay. different subject areas, but I still felt very small compared to the people I was studying with. Okay. So they, they had more knowledge than me. Yeah. So what, what made you then come to Hope? Back at the old church, we came across Tommy and Lorne. Okay. So we've known Tommy and Lorne from Victoria Evangelical Church. They moved away, I think initially it was Glasgow South they went to, then we kind of lost track where they went, then we heard they were, they came back to Berlanark and they were helping out a church in Berlanark. We, at that point, we moved to Gatharmlock. Yep. We were travelling 20 minutes each way to Govan Hill, to church. Why don't we try find a church nearby rather than this 20 minute com commute each Sunday? Okay. We honestly don't know how it came about initially. Bernie must have been talking to Lorne at some point. Lorne invited us to the 20 Schemes Weekender through Nidri. Yeah. That was ja end of January 2018. And we kind of liked the the vibe, everything was very a happy-go-lucky, yeah. calm setting. You didn't feel there were people sort of their heads were higher than yours. Everybody seemed to be in the same level. Yeah. Okay, there were pastors and what have you there, but everybody treated each other as equals. 
So after a 20 scheme weekender, we were looking for churches nearby to go to. So on the 7th, 7th of January, yeah, we came to the launch day. So you were there for, from the beginning? From the beginning. Okay. So I was going to say what was your impression of the church, but if you were there from the beginning, then you were the impression, if that makes sense. <laughs> because other no, people... No, 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 really. I was... I feel previous church, churches were more... I'm going to say more structured, more set, that this happened, that happened, this person does this, that yeah. person does that. Coming to Hope Berlanark, the whole atmosphere was just relaxing. No saying everybody was just that wee bit lazy and too ch chilled out <laughs> man kind of thing <laughs> but you, you didn't feel pressurised or yeah, very casual yeah very casual casual when I was growing up I always wore the dress trousers the shirt and tie just because growing up I thought that's what a Christian person wore. Yeah. And now we only have one <laughs> one person in our church that, that dresses like that. Your yeah. Chris, of course. Well, I didn't want to mention Chris, <laughs> but you said it. No, he pulls it off. It looks good. Okay, so you've, you've been there from the launch then. Yeah. Very casual. Um, clearly enjoying it because you're still here today. Um, never look back in anger again. No. Nope. Um, Okay, so is there is there any other plans, or is it build a, a life around Hope Community Church for Lanark? At the moment, if you're asking, are we going to ditch Hope Lanark for somewhere better and brighter? At this time, no. I've found. My life at Hope Community Church Ballanark has been a blessing for me. Yeah. It has brought me out my shell far more than previous yeah. church life. And it's a blessing for us to have you. I mean, I, you, you play a big part in our church. So it's I feel spiritually. The, the whole talk this evening's been about when you became a Christian, what was Christian life like? Yeah, I got saved. Yeah, I went to church. But deep down, my spiritual life was dead. Yeah. I didn't know 
how to interpret the Bible like speakers have heard over the years. I, I was always amazed if somebody just preached for half an hour on one verse. I, I always said to myself, how can you draw all this information out from one verse? From one verse. Where do you get your knowledge? How do you do this? Yeah. So do you feel that that's different now? Do you feel as if your, your spiritual uh, soul is there with, with Jesus? Do you feel as if you, you have that connection now? Yeah, Good. got that connection now. It was through Joe, American Joe, at getting his Pastor Bob over for when we did a a weekend, was it parenting Bible program at Harper. Yeah. And after the weekend, Bob was going to have as many people in Joe's flat to physically show us how to study God's word. Yeah. Taking, he took us through Titus and showed us how to study God's word, yeah. which totally blew my head off. <laughs> and that, that's it, incredible. It was, it was great the way it came across, yeah. although I got demented halfway through it when you had to underline certain phrases or words with different colours of pencil. <laughs> yep. At that point, I was just, you know, using every colour, but not really say, saying, Jesus is talking here, mark it red, right? I've marked that red because we're trying to get into the context of the text, this is Jesus speaking. Yeah. Yellow for a disciple talking. <laughs> just it just didn't click with for, you. Yeah. Okay. And at that point I was kinda saying to myself, is this for me? But previous scenarios I've been through in my life where I would just throw the towel in, sack it, I've had enough. This time around, I've stuck with it. Excellent. So and, I suppose... And because of sticking it out, I'm getting there and I'm enjoying the Bible, the, the guy's Bible studies. Good. And that's, that is part of being a Christian and part of growing that relationship is, is know the word and be studying it. 
So I suppose that brings me on to your favourite Bible verse. Um, you'll have seen in the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, Pete and Dilly have read out their favourite verse. Um, I'm told there's a, a snippet of why they chose that. So let's stick with it. Um, what is your, your favourite verse? That is one of the questions I'll admit I don't like getting asked. Okay. One, I've never really had a favourite verse. Two, one sense, I've never really wanted to pick a favourite verse because I feel every part of God's word is important. Yeah, completely agree. To me, when you read in the Old Testament about everybody making, worshipping idols or building altars to false gods, yeah. I've just got into my mindset, I don't want to pick a favourite verse because every word in the Bible is a good verse. Yeah. So, you're narrowing me down. <laughs> I my, am. My easiest answer would be the usual that everybody would quote John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and begotten son to to die and for our sins. Yeah. That's the easy go-to verse. Through my life recently we getting my spiritual life on track and over the years the past nine years he suffered from depression this verse means means a, a lot to me as if I can find it now where do I find Philippians, Pete? Where's your Bible? Ephesians, Ephesians. Ah, there we go. My favourite verse is in Philippians. To really pick a favourite verse out, I've went for Philippians 4, Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6, through to 7. And it reads these words. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. What can I say? Awesome words. For years, I've been a natural worrier. Worry a lot about 
various things in life. Here, we're getting told, don't worry about anything and be taking your petitions, your, present your requests to God through prayer, yeah. with thanksgiving. What a joyous thing to do. Praise the Lord. I've seen situations in my life where I have prayed, Lord, help me. I'm struggling in my life. Help me with my depression. Help me get this job I want. Just leaving it with God, I have seen the benefits yeah. and the fruits of prayer. And that's why prayer is so important. So yeah. important. And that I, often I, comes I, up. I always thought when people say prayer works, I totally agree. Yeah. When they say the power of prayer. Pray, read your Bible, pray every day yeah. and you'll grow, 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 which was another Sunday school song. Yeah. And now I'm reaping the joys of praying and reading God's word. Yeah. Amen. And we could sit here all night and talk about occasions where the Bible points us to to prayer. Um, however, I'm sure uh, Pete's wanting to get home. Um, so thank you for that, David. Um, Thanks for having me, Andy. You are. It has been out of my comfort zone. You've done well. Um, good to, I suppose, know more about you because uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that you've what you've yeah. told us tonight and man that was brave of you for what you've shared tonight so I do appreciate that I'm sure everyone else does so if, if, uh, if we had more time <laughs> I could have shared a lot more maybe we'll have a part two in a few part months two. Time, potentially so just before we, we close off um, I'll just quickly pray for us um, just, to, just to close yeah Lord, thank you again for, for this opportunity to share the stories of hope. And Lord, I, I thank you for, for Dave for opening up tonight. Um, he's always went through quite a lot in his life, tough times, but Lord, he trusted in you. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that you brought him to, to our church and that you continue to build churches. Father, I just pray that you continue to um, give Dave the courage and the, the faith to, to lean on you and continue to share the gospel, as that's what we're all, we're all called to do. Lord, the power of prayer really does work, so I ask that anyone that does pray off the back of this, Lord, that you speak to them, 
that they open their art hearts to you and you save every day as, as you always do Lord I know that it's in your hands and your will will be done oh Lord I just ask you to bless us for the rest of the week uh, and thanks again for this opportunity I just pray for these things in your glorious name in your son's name Jesus Amen Amen Thanks Dave it's been good having you Thanks Hans Thanks Trip for listening Thank you for listening to the My Hope Story podcast. To find out how you can have your own hope story, go to www.myhopestory.co.uk.